Slap some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight. Welcome to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt. Sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Now, here's Jeff Hunt. Howdy, 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 friends. Welcome to the Frontier Freedom Hour, hosted by the Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. We have a fantastic show for you today as we are bringing in the Chief Executive Officer of the American Lands Council. We're going to be talking about Western issues all day today, so stick with us. That's what makes this show unique, is that we do focus in on Western issues. Also joining me in the in the studio today is Jamie Erker, Director of Communications at the Centennial Institute. Jamie, welcome. As always, great to be here, Jeff. So, as I mentioned, we're going to be dealing with Western issues. That's what makes us unique. It's what makes the Centennial Institute unique. It's what makes the Western Conservative Summit unique. We're now three weeks removed from the Western Conservative Summit. We're putting up all the videos online. If you go to youtube.com backslash Centennial Institute, youtube.com backslash Centennial Institute, you can watch all of the speeches there. Uh, top trending speech right now is coming from Dr. Donald Sweeting, who gave a speech titled, What is a Conservative? This really helped set the stage and tone for what the Western Conservative Summit was going to be all about. And you may be asked oftentimes, what does it mean to be a conservative? Well, go check out his speech there. Really, really fantastic speech. We've got all the candidates. Uh, we had hosted a number of candidates there for U.S. Senate as well as for Colorado governor. You can go watch their speeches there. You can watch pro-life speakers. You can watch speeches by Kaylee McEnany, Tulsi Gabbard, Lauren Boebert, top-rated speaker this year at the Western Conservative Summit. We cover election integrity with Hans von Spakovsky, Jenna Ellis, President Trump's attorney is speaking there. We've got speeches on school choice uh, from leaders of the Tea Party Patriot on the economy from Dr. Peter Kerr. So a whole host of things. And even if you want a little comedy, Brad Stein, God's comic, uh, spoke at the Western Conservative Summit. You can go watch his speech as well. As I mentioned, the West is really important to what we do because the truth is, Jamie, the Western issues aren't often covered by most mainstream conservative either think tanks or events. So if you go to CPAC, for instance, which is a wonderful event, we love CPAC, big fans of Matt Schlapp and Daniel and the work that they're doing there. But the truth is you're not going to come across a lot of Western issues there. If you go to Values Voters Summit, if you go to Road to Majority, which just happened the week after our event. So these are all major conservative conferences happening, but most of them happen on the East Coast. And even some of the great events that are happening out here, Turning Point USA, uh, they're going to cover general conservative issues. But what we face uniquely in the Western United States are water issues, our oil and gas issues, our federal lands issues, our bear and wolf issues, our wildfire issues, all of those issues oftentimes aren't even discussed at all at these conservative events. And so that's why the Western Conservative Summit makes it a point to put those main stage as issues that we can discuss. And we're members also, the Centennial Institute, the think tank that hosts the Western Conservative Summit, is a member of the Western Caucus. And the Western Caucus is all the Congress people and all the senators made up of Western states, and they get together to discuss these issues. But the Western United States makes up a majority of the land in the United States it doesn't necessarily make up the majority of the people, but you know, California has a lot of people. It's part of the West. It doesn't feel like it, <laughs> but, but this is an issue I pointed out and I've talked with the heritage foundation. I've talked to Dr. Kevin Roberts about this. 
I, I, you know, we used to laugh off the left coast. We used to say Oregon, Washington, California. Well, that's the left coast and they're loonies out there and they don't really affect us. And we're not in the business of elections. It's important for everyone to understand this. But the last presidential election gave some important insights into what's happening in the Western United States. All right. So we used to kind of laugh off Washington, Oregon, California. They're always going to go blue. They're a bunch of hippies out there. And then we saw there in this last election that we lost Nevada. New Mexico, Arizona, Colorado. So you're losing all these Western states now. And you even have targeted races in places like Montana. Democrats and leftists are putting a lot of money into these Western states. And what became clear to me, and I wrote a whole op-ed about this, uh, I believe it's in Breitbart a few years ago, is that the left has a strategy for the Western United States. They want to make it a, a leftist block, a blue block that they can count on that's going to turn out uh, electoral college votes for Democrat presidential candidates. They have a strategy. And friends, I'm as deep as you can get into the conservative movement. I, I'm, I'm at the table at pretty much every conservative gathering, uh, conservative leadership. There is not a single strategy at all that anybody is talking about outside of the Western Conservative Summit on how to maintain conservative values in the Western United States. It's why it's so important that we highlight these issues, that we put them on the front burner. They, they, they may not be the most popular issues, especially the D.C. establishment is not going to raise these issues like wolves and wildfires as top issues. But this is an important note to point out with regards to wildfires. The amount of CO2 that is put out by these wildfires, and these wildfires, and we're going to talk with Jennifer Fielder about this, the, the, the wildfires are directly related to poor federal land management. That is, that is why we have them. Okay, this idea that it's climate change and all this stuff is, is, is secondary to the fact that we have poorly mismanaged these forests. And as a result, you have these massive wildfires. These wildfires put out as much CO2 as I believe millions of cars driving 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So 365 days a year in California. I mean, it, it's, it, it dwarfs that. So if you think you're making a big difference in the environment by getting your Tesla, your EV, and <laughs> and and driving around with a quote-unquote emissionless car, which isn't true at all. These are just coal-powered cars because a battery doesn't actually generate any energy. It just stores energy. So the, that energy comes mostly from a coal plant or a natural gas plant or hopefully someday nuclear plants if we can get this country on the right track. But the idea that these are... Uh, helping the environment just isn't the case when you have these massive wildfires that are putting a tremendous amount of CO2 in. So we're going to talk all about this with Jennifer Fielder a little bit later, but this is why Western issues are so important. If you go to our YouTube channel last year at the Western Conservative Summit, we made six documentaries to highlight Western issues. Okay, we talked about Western lands issues and why the federal government mismanages this, why we have all these wildfires, what these wolves are doing. So if you're in the state of Colorado, you're listening to Colorado, here in Colorado, you know what we're facing with regards to wolves. You know a whole bunch of people in Boulder voted into in a, in a ballot initiative to allow wolves to be placed in rural districts that don't want wolves. So all the people that actually have to live with wolves absolutely voted against this. They don't want wolves, right? You're out backpacking, you're out camping. You know, I, I always, I was joking with uh, our uh, lobbyist here in, at the Centennial Institute that we didn't do the right ads. What we should have done with regards to trying to stop this was a family out camping and they're all getting into their sleeping bags and they zip up their sleeping bags and they're about to fall asleep. And then you hear 
from you know that because that's what families are going to deal with now because you don't go camp in in rural boulder jamie you know i think that's a really great point because it shows that we are living in a microcosm as colorado does show boulder and denver voted on an initiative that directly impacts other people's lives and what we see on the federal level is the federal government is managing all these issues that are strictly relevant to the people who live in the West in these rural areas, making decisions all the way from Washington, D.C. And that makes no sense. Why, why on earth would those people over here, nowhere near what, they are fa- what the rural people in the West are facing daily, why would those people make, be making those decisions? And it, it definitely comes down to, yeah, no one talks about western issues because they're not popular they're they're boring or whatever but at the same time you'll it's hard pressed to find a liberal who doesn't want to talk about environmental issues it's hard pressed to not find a liberal who wants to talk about animal rights these are all the same issues but we're talking on two very different platforms about two different issues and no one is actually coming together and saying okay here are the relevant issues look they all impact the same way but here's the person in rural montana who does have to deal with wolves rural colorado who's dealing with overpopulation of wolves and wildfires daily yet the people who are making the decisions live nowhere near these dangers right and they have no idea really what's going on exactly and so what republicans did during this last legislative session was they said okay we're going to introduce a bill that for every one wolf that we put into northwest colorado we have to put one wolf in the counties that voted for this (laughs) all right so if if you're controlling where the wolves are going you can do this right it's not like just a wolf shows up which they actually already had. We already have wolves in Colorado, but now oh, we're yeah. gonna go introduce some more. <laughs> so now you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna put a wolf up there, and they said, well, okay, Boulder County gets a wolf, and Douglas County gets a wolf, and <laughs> Jefferson <laughs> County gets a wolf, and all that stuff. And then, but then you get people that go, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't do this, right? Well, when you think about it. You hear every time that there is a puma or a wolf that ends up some a mountain lion that ends up somewhere in in a neighborhood in Boulder, it makes the news. Everyone's panicked. No one knows what to do. They all call nine one one right away. This is a regular occurrence for all these other people who live in the mountains in Colorado. It's a daily occurrence. They'll see any of these animals. They don't panic. But everyone in Boulder who did vote for this kind of initiative, they would they panic. And it makes it makes nine news. It's everywhere. Oh my gosh, there was a wolf. Well, and these, these, uh, a calf costs about 700. Well, that's what you can get for a calf. You could sell yeah. a calf, you get about $700. It's probably, that's old numbers now. Inflation has probably driven that up to $2,100. But that that's generally what you get a calf. So what you're doing when a wolf eats a calf in Northwest Colorado is you're costing the farmer six, $700. He, you're, you're paying yeah. for a wolf to eat $700 worth of meat, you know, and the left's not willing to, to pay for that at all. When we come back, friends, we're going to be hosting Jennifer Fielder, who is the CEO of the American Lands Council. They're doing wonderful work to try to get federal lands back into the hands of states, right? So if we believe that people, as Jamie was mentioning, people closest to the issues are best equipped to make decisions with regards to these issues, then we need to get these lands back into the states. So join us, stick around for the Frontier Freedom Hour hosted by Centennial Institute, and we'll be hosting Jennifer Fielder of the American Lands Council right after these messages. Stick around. 